0: You said you'd come. Lawrence, hope you're not too late. Hello and welcome to episode number 72 of the Wulong Tools Podcast Hi, my name's Jason, I'm the host of the show As you all know by now, although you may have forgotten me If you've been listening to our recent podcast I'm sure you haven't forgotten me I know you won't have forgotten me But um, yeah, welcome to the Wulong Tools Podcast Uh, First of all, I'd just like to say, you know Thank you so much to those of you who've ...been really patient with us um, during this period. It's been quite a difficult period, not in in any bad way, don't get me wrong, nothing terrible has happened. It's just been that life has been um, quite busy and it's meant that we've had to make a lot of adjustments and move certain things around and as a result of that the kind of podcast recording fell to the wayside a little bit so um, i do apologize for that but we're trying to get everything back on track and as we speak myself and rich are rescheduling things and as you know usually i'm joined by the wrestling kid aka rich kid but unfortunately it said life stuff and, and yada yada you know how it goes um but yeah, we're back. Well, I'm More specifically, I'm back. Um, and it feels good to be back. So um, yeah, thank you for, I said, being patient and sticking in with us and, and staying along for the ride. Um, as I said, Richard and I are, are kind of going through a process of, of trying to reschedule everything on the podcast. And we're hoping to kind of bring some, a bit more formality to how we record after um, a, a busy period for the both of us. And so that will be, put into place for um, future episodes and and things like that so going forward there should be more content for you and we should be able to give you more of our views on things Um, and we're also looking at ways in which we can experiment as well and and try and bring you some different type of content ie looking at kind of doing some stuff with YouTube maybe or you know something like that where we can get some videos out there I know there's a, a few of you out there who uh visualists as much as you love hearing podcasts so we'll try and get some video content together too as well so um exciting times ahead hopefully but i hope you're well um for those of you who are joining us for the first time welcome um if you don't know who we are myself and rich aka the rustling kid are wulong talks and what we do here is we talk to you about the latest and greatest in movies tv shows comic books video games and everything to do with geek culture pretty much much. Um, We like to bring you along some interviews every every once in a while as well and we've got a couple of those lined up so uh, stay tuned for that. Um, You'll get some more interviews coming your way and we'll be catching up with some of our past guests as well and yeah lots of exciting stuff on the way. But um, for today because I'm on my own I figured I I might as well just let you know basically what's been happening with me. So it's going to be a bit of a mixed bag, not much structure to this one but hopefully you'll find something that you'll enjoy Um, I'm certainly gonna try and enjoy it as much as I can so let's get cracking shall we so what have I been up to lately well you know, those of you who listen to the podcast regularly know me and Rich usually give a short update on, on the things we've been doing. And as it's been quite a while since I've actually been on the podcast, there's been quite a lot that I have been doing. So I've been trying to kind of rack my brains to remember all of this stuff. I'm probably going to miss some bits, but um, forgive me. I'll catch you up on the next episode if there is anything important that I missed out on. But the main thing uh, I've been doing really is uh, spending a lot of time with my little boy and you know I've spoken on previous podcast episodes and I put out that little series of podcasts called Mad Bad Anime Dad um, which is all about my adventures in anime with my little son who is rapidly approaching his birthday by the way so by the time you hear this um, we'll be celebrating his first year on earth with us which is just kind of mind-blowing for me really but um yeah, we spend a lot of time watching anime together. Um, I say watching because, you know, it, it's debatable as to how much attention a, an 11-month-old is, is paying to an anime. But but he really does seem to be in love with the genre. I think it's partly because of all of the bright colours and and the funky music and, and things like that that really draw him in. But, um yeah, we do end up watching a lot of stuff together. Um, at the moment, we're watching uh, an anime called Detective Conan. Um for those that don't know, it's basically about a kid detective who kind of goes around solving mysteries in Japan and, and murders and things like that. Um, there's more to the plot than that, really, but I'll, I'll probably save a, a proper plot breakdown for another anime podcast that I'm planning on doing in the future. But, um, yeah, he's really enjoying those at the moment, and I'm kind of liking them as well myself. It, there's a kind of a charm to the, the character of Detective Conan and... Um, it's usually quite a fun and, and breezy watch, even though it deals with murder and things like that. But it's um it takes a lot of its inspiration in some ways from um the works of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle, who is the inventor of um Sherlock Holmes and, you know, the the great detective series novels, um based around that character. The character of Detective Conan is a big fan of, of that and it kind of influences what happens in, in the different episodes as well. So um, yeah, it's a fun sort of watch to kind of get into really and as I said, I've, I've been really enjoying it and the boy's been enjoying that as well. Um, aside from that, I managed to catch up on Food Wars and finish everything on Food Wars as well and I'm patiently waiting for the new season to start. Um, I'm not sure exactly when it's going to start. I mean, I know they've they made an official announcement, I think for um, Valentine's Day, but I don't think it actually started So um, I don't know if there's a delay in getting it to the UK and it's out already in Japan because I haven't really looked it up, but um, It looks like Food Wars um, hasn't arrived just yet, but I'm waiting for that one to come out as well Do I need to stop watching it on an empty stomach? Because that just kills me, the the food and the recipes in in that show are amazing, and um, yeah, as I said, it's not good to watch if you've got an empty stomach, so you may want to skip that one, um, and wait until you've got your dinner, but then again, you might end up getting food envy, as I do sometimes as well, so I'm not sure if that's necessarily a great idea either, but hey ho, um... So, Food Wars has been great. Uh, what else have I been watching? I've been catching up with my hero Academia. Um, I'm all up to date on this season, which I found, if I'm being honest, a little bit slow. Um, you know, apart from kind of the, the, the part of the story arc where um, the trainee heroes um, and some of the other heroes went to confront the um, Yakuza bad guys and, and to rescue um, Eerie, the, the little girl. Um, I kind of found it a bit slow, really. Like, they've really dragged out certain parts of the story. Like, you know, as I said, I'm up to date. And I won't spoil things for those who haven't seen everything yet on on MHA. But, you know, there's a lot. There's, like, a particular arc about a school um, fair that they're putting on. And it lasts for nearly three episodes, four episodes, I think. Um, And two of those episodes are literally just them planning and... In a way, it's kind of good because it gives you some decent character beats and gives you an opportunity to kind of get to know the characters and um, to see them interacting with each other. But in other ways, it's just it just feels like they're just trying to pad the story out, which is, um, yeah, not a great look, to be honest. So, um, yeah, not too sure about that. But... Uh, I did get to go and see the um, movie that was released in cinemas for two days only, which was called Heroes Rising, and that was really a lot of fun. Um, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. Um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed that. Uh, the you know it starts off with a bang, it ends with a, a massive crowd pleasing moment, and. It kind of is doing what I felt this season should have done, which is, namely, you know, stick to the action because really that's what the the people love. I mean, it's not that they don't love the the characters involved as well, but you know, it, it's just there's just so much more to the story when there's action going on, and um, with the movie, it, it does the action superbly well, um, really, really well. There's a really, really great kind of crowd-pleasing finale with um, the, the big boss and, and the two lead characters of Deku, uh, Deku and, and Bakugo. And yeah, it's, it's awesome. As I said, I don't want to speak too much on it yet, partly because um, I went to go and see the movie with uh, the friend of the show, Yellow Rage Attacks, a.k.a. Markita, and um, we both came away with a lot of thoughts about it. And I think... We would want to kind of get that down for the podcast as well So um, hopefully, assuming all goes well in terms of people's calendars and, and availability We'll try and get you that episode next week As I believe um, the movie is currently streaming on Funmation So if you've got a Funmation account, you can um, head over there and, and check out the movie now um, As I said, if you're a, a My Hero Academia fan, you, you definitely want to see the movie It's, it's a blast, it really is Um, And definitely one that's worth checking out One of the other things I've been able to check out since we last recorded Or since I was last on the podcast has been a couple of movies Um, I really didn't have much time when my son was first born to actually go to the cinema So there was very few movies and movie reviews that I was able to do um, As a result, that the kind of is it worth a tenner podcast reviews that I used to do were, were, were getting few and far between unfortunately but I'm hoping to bring that back on track for everybody because I know they were quite popular and, and people enjoyed hearing those so um, going forward as, as things are starting to smooth out and as I said people's schedules are starting to clear um, I'm hoping I can do some more of those so I will definitely be bringing those back um, in the very near future But as I said, in the meantime I, w- I was able to check out a couple of movies um, Not many, <laughs> not many, just a couple um, I did go and check out uh, the well, the Oscar winning movie Parasite um, From Boon Jong-ho And my goodness, that movie is amazing um, Again, I don't want to spend too much time Talking about that movie specifically on this podcast Because I think it deserves its own Podcast because it's just that good Um, But suffice to say I was blown away By, um, once again, by uh, Boon Jong-ho's work He's a guy who is just consistently So good at what he does And is able to deliver in whatever Genre he he deals with You know, Um, Rich and I First kind of discovered his work when he Did the uh, horror sci-fi movie The Host um, And we kind of followed Him ever since then and you know, as said, he, he rarely kind of disappoints with um, the movies that he puts out, even if some of them don't necessarily work. They're, they're never not, you know, absolutely fascinating. And Parasite is, it's really, a, you know, a modern fable for the kind of times that we live in and and has a lot of important things to say. And I was, for one, was absolutely delighted that it won the Oscar. I think it was a hugely well-deserved um for a movie that you know is, is really breathtaking visually from a storytelling point of view, from an acting point of view, it gets everything right, and um, you know, I, I, I was absolutely comfortable with with that walking away with uh, the best picture Oscar, um, even though there were some very deserving uh movies that, that missed out that year, but um, yeah, Parasite was really really brilliant. Um, another movie I checked out. <laughs> Completely changing pace with that Was uh, Bad Boys for Life Um, And I was pleasantly surprised by it I'll admit I was somebody who You know, after seeing the trailers Was not particularly impressed And and thought, hmm, you know Is this a movie that's going to kind of Be the one that that says, you know This is franchise is just tired and, And that they've waited too long To come out with this sequel But actually it was Kind of a lot of fun, you know um, It was quite Refreshing to see a slightly Different take on these characters um, In a sense that uh, You know, whilst the, the Kind of familiar character traits of, of Mark, Mike Lowry and Marcus Burnett Are still there, it's It's clear that, you know, a little bit Of thought at least was put into how You know, they would exist In, in the times that we live in now And um, you know, what was great was that I really enjoyed, um, in particular, Martin Lawrence's character, uh, Marcus Burnett, and, and seeing how he's kind of evolved and, and developed as, as a character and, and given, you know, kind of more to do from a, a storytelling point of view. Um, and he does a great job with it, really great job. And, you know, it's funny, I, I was talking to Rich uh, about it and saying how... You know, when the the kind of first Bad Boys movie came out and Bad Boys 2, you know, everybody wanted to be like Mike Lowry. But by this movie, you you kind of completely understand why Marcus Burnett is the way that he is. And actually, you're like, especially because if, if you're somebody like us, who's kind of grown with those movies, you, you're kind of like, hmm, actually, you know, I want to be like Marcus. I just want to retire, put my feet up and enjoy my, my time with my family, you know. Um, I don't want to be out like chasing bad guys and things like that what do I want to do that for you know I've got everything I need at home and yeah it's perfectly understandable why you would and and Martin Lawrence really kind of brings a real a, a real everyman quality to the the character and, and really you know really gives you the opportunity to um to relate to to him and, and to his situation and and as said like for me personally I was like you know what like will smith run around with his shirt off still thinking he's 25 if he wants but i'll i'll put my feet up at home with you thanks so um yeah the movie is quite good it it said it's um plot wise i mean there's 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 not anything that's majorly groundbreaking from it although um there's a couple of plot twists in there that you you probably will see coming anyway if if you're well versed in sort of action movies and things like that um but from a, you know, from from a serviceable point of view and, and, and a way of kind of just getting the audience into it, it works. Um, the action scenes are pretty cool. Um, it's actually refreshing to have a bad boys movie not directed by Michael Bay, um, because I think in general I'm I'm kind of tired of of just Michael Bay's filmmaking style and it, it's just too much for me nowadays. Um, I mean, he seems to care less about plot than than anything else with each passing movie, and um, you know, at least Bad Boys for Life kind of gives it, it itself some semblance of uh, of a storyline that you can sink your teeth into. Um, it also introduces some new characters, which are pretty cool as well, um, including like a new kind of team um, that work with the uh, the cops with uh, Will Smith and and Martin Lawrence's characters and. And the team are pretty good in, uh, as well. Um, and yeah, it was just a, a, a really fun watch, uh, a, again. And one that, you know, if you haven't seen it yet, I would uh, recommend you do at least give it a go. It's it, 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 certainly is, um, it certainly is an enjoyable watch. And it's quite accessible as well, so you don't necessarily need to have seen, you know, the previous two films to get this one. Um, you can just jump in on this one and still kind of understand the... the Dynamics and understand what those movies are about So, yeah, I would say go and check that out uh, The other movie that I was able to go and see as well Was um, the big DC film's release, uh, Birds of Prey um, Or The Fantabulous Emancipation of the One Harley Quinn Which is... Uh, uh, to When they released that title, I, I never understood why they did that Because it just... Yeah, it's a clever play on words, but... <laughs> you know, you're you're just confusing movie audiences with, with that personally. Um, and it's too much for people to remember. Um I never understood why they didn't just call it Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, you know, which isn't nice and simple. But um the movie itself was actually really, really enjoyable. Um and again I was one who was quite sceptical about the movie. Um particularly when the I think it was the first set of trailers released, I was getting some really heavy Suicide Squad vibes from that, and, um, man, that movie burned me heart, (laughs) so, it kind of coloured how I was seeing Bears of Prey, but actually, when I went to sit down and and watch the movie, um, I really, really enjoyed it, it's very well written, um, there's some really funny one-liners in there, uh, the four protagonists are all fantastic, um, you know, Margot Robbie is 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 great as Harley Quinn. She was in Suicide Squad, and and she continues to be great as, as that character. Um, you know, the uh, all the other um, supporting characters, uh, the Huntress, uh, played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, is is great as well. Um, she's actually a really quite grounded character who's a bit socially awkward, and um, it's actually quite endearing. Um, Black Canary is, is just a badass. Um, it's, it's just, you know, excellent. And Rosie Perez's Montoya is, is perfect casting for me. Um, you know, she just totally encapsulates that, that comic book character that I first met in um, the Gotham PD comic books um, all those years ago. So, um, you know, the characters do a great job. But what really surprised me was how well um, the action was handled, both in terms of the choreography and the filming. Um, you can see they've put a heck of a lot of effort into making sure that the actors involved understood what they needed to do in the fight scenes, teaching them how to do, um, you know, the various moves that were needed, and um, you know, everything seems to have been, you know, meticulously planned and. It means that there's some really cracking fight scenes um, that come out of the movie and, and that's great because sometimes in, in Hollywood it, it seems like fight scenes are kind of an afterthought and they just, you know, decide to tell the actors, look, just do something and we'll, we'll cut it, you know, 50,000 times and then throw in loads of CGI to hide the bits where you clearly can't do a handstand or a spin kick. But, you know, with, with this movie I really got the impression that they put a lot of effort into it. Um, somebody who worked on um, that was uh richard norton who is a legend from the martial arts uh movie scene so martial arts movie fans will definitely recognize that that name and he was somebody who was involved in in that process as well as um chester halski the director of um, the john wick movies so um you know you could see the influences there in in the fight scenes as, as said and the way that they're choreographed but um, I think huge credits gotta to go to the director of the movie as well, Kathy uh, Yan. Who, um, you know, I don't, I wasn't really familiar with much of her work outside of this, but um, yeah, again, she's just done a cracking job putting everything together and, and making it feel exciting and, and fast paced. Um, you know, for me, I I really did like the, the tone of the movie. I think the only thing that that kind of was a bit of a letdown for me was um, the villain, Black Mask. Um, it, it just kind of felt like he was crazy for no reason And I couldn't really understand What the motivations were And I, 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 I know it's a comic book movie And you know, you shouldn't necessarily Be looking for that much depth But at the same time, you know We're in a genre and, and a time in the genre Where, you know, you're getting some absolutely classic villains And some villains that are really relatable And villains that you can Almost Kind of see their point of view And I think with Black Mask I found it hard to do that He just kind of came off as a rich prick Who was crazy And, and you know that was about it um, And I would have liked A little bit more especially because it He was played by Ewan McGregor Who's you know normally brilliant In everything he does and, and I'm a big fan of So um, you know that was a Slight disappointment for me But, but otherwise I thought the movie was Great really great um, now, I suppose you can't really talk about Birds of Prey without talking about everything else that goes around it. And when you say everything else, well, you all know what I mean. Um, you know, it, and it feels like we kind of have these conversations all the time on the podcast now, and frankly, it's getting a bit boring. But I'm just going to keep it brief and say that, you know, as far as I'm concerned, um, any movie that, that gives me great characters, great dialogue, great action, looks good, sounds good, has a great soundtrack, is going to tick all my boxes and I'm good. I'm having fun with that. If you want to approach any movie that Hollywood put out with a bias and an agenda, then I suppose that's your business and you know, good luck to you. Um, but I really get bored of, of reading, you know, these think pieces and and seeing these editorials popping up here, there, and everywhere, where people are gleefully pointing out that the movie didn't do as well as it should have done, and it's because woke culture is destroying Hollywood, and blah 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 blah, um, is utter bollocks. I mean, there, there's there's clear and obvious reasons why the film perhaps didn't make as much money as it could have done that have absolutely nothing to do with politics or agenda or anything else and you know if you want to just apply even a modicum of common sense to your thought process you'll see those things too if you don't then you know as i said good luck to you and and sure if if that's the 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 drumbeat that you want to march to then you know carry on on your merry way sir but don't expect me to be following you down that road um i have no interest in in kind of getting involved in uh, agendas around any movie um i simply want to watch the movie and either enjoy it or not enjoy it and if i don't enjoy it i hope that i give you valid thematic reasons why i don't enjoy it um and that's what i will always endeavor to do um, so yeah, you know, I like it. like I said, it, it's a pile of bollocks, really. <laughs> um, as far as I'm aware, as well, having read and, and done a tiny bit of research around the movie, apparently it hasn't done as badly as some people have pointed out. Um, yes, it, it may have underperformed in the eyes of Warner Brothers' expectations, but again. You know, none of us are Warner Brothers executives. So until Warner Brothers themselves come out and say it's underperformed, then, um, you know, we, we can't really draw those conclusions. And besides, it's not like it's the first Warner Brothers movie to underperform. <laughs> like, let's be honest, they, they've, they've got lots of track record there. So, you know, I highly doubt there's anybody at the top of the company that is tearing their hair out at the fact that, um, you know, Birds of Prey didn't make a billion dollars in a month. Um, but yeah, as said, those things aside um, I really enjoyed the movie I would recommend it to anyone um, I would also recommend it to any of you Who are interested in kind of learning a bit more About the this side of the DC universe Because it, it does dip a toe in there And give you a bit of background around Kind of Gotham City And, and how, um, you know, the founding fathers of that city And how the dynamics within that city work Which are kind of cool Um, I always love it when comic books and and comic book inspired things kind of deal with, you know, the nitty gritty and life on the streets Um, And Birds of Prey kind of touches on that a a little bit, so um, I would recommend it on that basis Um, The only thing I would say though is if you've got younger girls, unfortunately it's not quite the movie for you because it is quite adult um, and I personally think that that's an obvious reason why the movie hasn't done as well as as perhaps it could have done because they've they've decided to go for a um, a very adult take on on these characters and um, that's probably alienated a lot of um, potential Harley Quinn fans um, who who are actually usually quite young. So um, yeah, you know, bear that in mind. But otherwise, um, as I said, good movie I thought. So yeah, go and check it out. Um now I have seen a couple of trailers that I'm going to talk about as well just briefly. Um one of which is the trailer for the Saw reboot called Spiral. Now for me at this point in time I'm really not feeling <laughs> anything to do with Saw. Um I think this trailer is well put together and you know I couldn't really pick too many holes in it. Um it was fascinating to see Chris Rock in a horror movie. It's just, it he just, it's just something I'm still trying to wrap my head around because his career is so, you know, intrinsically tied to his comedy and and the things that he does there. But um, I suppose that has kind of piqued my curiosity a little bit. But otherwise, um, yeah, they're really going to have to pull out the stops to get me on board because. Um, Yeah, you know, those of you who've been listening to us a long time Will know that I um, really despise the Saw franchise now Um, You'll remember that I did a review for Jigsaw um, When that came out, which I thought was just appallingly bad Um, And yeah, I'm finding it hard to kind of get jazzed and, and psyched for Yet another troll down the um, Saw road. But, you know, they're promising that this is a, a true reimagining of the Saw franchise. So maybe we'll get something different or, or new from, from this. And I guess that'll be something, right? <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what, what comes down the road with, with that. But I, I'm not too crazy about that one. Um, the other trailer is another horror reimagining, and and this one I really am interested in, and it did pique my interest, and that's uh, Candyman. Um, you know, Candyman is is one of those horror movies that that is just uh, it's one of the sacred kind of horror movies. Really, it's one of those that, particularly for horror movie fans or for most horror movie fans, it's you know it's one of the the kind of holy grail of of, of movies. Those. Um, one of those horror movies that, you know, you, you, you're you not really a horror movie fan until you've seen, you know, that movie. Um, certainly if a friend of the show, Jed Shepard, was here, he'd, um, you know, I know he'd uh, eulogise effusively about uh, Candyman and, and you know, the glory of that first uh, movie from the early 90s. Um so yeah when the trailer came out You know I was kind of like again A little bit sceptical and like mm, Can they actually do anything different with this But remarkably um, It does seem like they've kind of Taken a slightly fresh take And, and, and a slightly different Way of, of, of telling that story And and I'm looking forward to that um, You know the, there's a couple of scenes In the trailer as well that were Genuinely kind of scary and, and, and creepy and atmospheric um it looks like it's going to be gory as hell um you know i think the director near De costa is um someone who is looking to bring a lot of style to the movie and a lot of her own style and and that comes through very strongly in the trailer too so i'm, I'm curious to see that and of course uh jordan peele is involved as well and, and that's another plus point for me so um, Candyman is definitely a movie I'm, I'm going to be checking out uh, More so than Spiral, that's for sure um, Yeah, so Candyman will, will be one to watch I think folks um, And as you can expect from us here We'll be bringing you our views on that as soon as the movie is out So um, I'm not sure when the UK release date is on that So I'll, I'll probably have to go back and look that up But um, yeah, we will definitely do a review on that one when, when that one comes along Okay, I think um, I'm going to leave it here, uh, I said, this was just kind of a short one to kind of say hello to everybody and let you all know what I've been doing lately. Um, but Rich and I will be back again very soon uh, l- Probably Hopefully Within the next week or so um, Again assuming we can clear our calendars then, then we should be back again within a week And um, we have lots of things to talk About as well, we'll definitely be talking About all the information reveals Surrounding the Batman um, We'll be talking about uh, Disney Plus coming up soon There's a lot of information floating around About the Falcon and the Winter Soldier And you know we love to kill it when it comes to the MCU so definitely um, Stick around for that as well Um, And loads loads more Loads loads more, Um, we've got lots of Gaming stuff to talk about, Richard's been Killing it with the gaming lately um, so he's got a lot of stuff he can share with you And I've been gaming too I know, crazy right But uh, I managed to finish Yakuza 6 And I'm desperate to talk about the ending of that And I started playing Judgment as well So if any of you um, are fans of the game Judgment uh, Make sure you stick around as well uh, Thank you for listening And thank you for uh, said, being patient with us We really, really appreciate it um, And it's great to know that so many of you have have been inquiring about us and and wondering where we are and and things like that. Um and you know, suffice to say we're we're really touched. Um we're cool and we're raring to get back on the Wu Hong the Wu talks horse. (laughs) That was a bit of a tongue twist. I struggled with that. But um, yeah, yeah, you know we're, we're definitely um, at a place where we're ready to get back into the swing of things. So um, yeah, keep them peeled. Uh, thanks for listening. And said you can check us out on Spotify. Uh, we Long Talks. You can check us out on iTunes, um, all your favorite podcast places. Um, and if you're listening to the end of the podcast as well, you'll get a little heads up on how to follow us on social media. Okay, that's gonna do it from me because I'm rambling now. And my throat's dry. So until next week. Take it easy. Peace. Thanks for listening to us. If you're down with Wulong Talks, show some love by following us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Wulong Talks. You can also find us online at www.wulongtalks.com or drop us an email at wulongtalkspodcast at gmail.com. We can also be found as part of the BrickPod Scene Collective and we're also officially E14 endorsed. Search for those hashtags to enjoy more content from us and from other great British podcasters.